0: Welcome to the podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse Tabernacle. You can find out more about our church at lighthouseofmaslin.com or join us for worship Sundays at 11. We pray this message will be a blessing to you. Praise God. Let's give the Lord some praise. Can we do that? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think we ought to praise the Lord with everything we have. Because he's worthy of the praise. Well, the Lord's been better to us than that. We ought to really give the Lord some praise in here today. If the Lord's been good to you, you ought to really give the Lord some praise in this house. Hallelujah. And I'm excited to be here in the house of the Lord. And I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to Maslin, Ohio. Praise the Lord. And uh, I am truly honored to be here and um, I say this with no apologies. I'm here in the will of God and I have received several confirmations from the Lord concerning that and um, I'm just interested in being partnered with God. That's, that's what I want, and that's what God wants. And when I got to the hotel this last night, I checked into the room, and please, uh, I don't know any other way to say it, but uh, what I'm going to say is not mystical. But when I got in the room and checked into the room and no sooner and sat my bags down, An angel of the Lord came into that room and greeted me, and it wasn't like we had a conversation, but I knew that he was sent there from God. And There was going to be some stuff happening in this service today that is going to revolutionize our thinking. It's time for our thinking to change. Well, praise the Lord. And it's going to change. And God's going to be glorified and magnified. Uh, Joshua chapter number 3. I give honor to your pastor here today. Are you glad about the man of God today? Your pastor, we thank the Lord for him. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for... Uh, his wife and family, and and I got to meet the living legend today, Bishop Strange. We got I got to meet him today, and so I'm excited about that. It's a great honor, and um, so um, I know y'all don't know me, but if you'll just take all them barriers down, we'll. Go somewhere in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. I know that when you're first visiting, on your first visit, you know, you're not supposed to go to the refrigerator on your first visit. Hallelujah. You know how they do, you know, they, you, you go into somebody's house and they tell you make yourself at home. Praise God. <clears throat> that don't mean going to every room of the house. but this is my my first visit and i'm uh, excited about it and the lord the lord's going to go into every room of the house though and cuz this is his church so revelation i mean uh, not revelation uh, it's joshua chapter 3 joshua 3 verse 1 Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shedom and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God... This next part's very important. And the priest the levite's bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. Then you shall remove from your place and go after it. Revelation chapter number 1 Verse number five, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Verse number six, and hath made us kings and priests unto God. And hath made us kings and priests unto God. Somebody say kings and priests. Kings and priests. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do here today. I thank you that you do not make any mistakes. I thank you that there is no variableness in you, neither is there any shadow of turning. I thank you, Lord, for your your awesome power that is in this building. I thank you that you have met with us here. You have sent your angels here. You have sent your, uh, your anointing and your word, and we thank you for that. Now, Lord, I ask you to loose revelation and understanding upon this people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Loose revelation and understanding, and Lord, let the gift of faith permeate this building right now in the name of Jesus we speak and release the gift of faith in this building right now in the name of Jesus and Lord we take authority over every hindrance whether it be human or otherwise and we bind it in the name of Jesus and we loose the liberty of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and if you believe the Lord's going to help us I want you to clap your hands to the Lord and give the Lord all the praise you can hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think we ought to praise the Lord and give the Lord a shout of praise in this building right now. There is something getting ready to happen. There is a shift going to happen in this building right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Come on, get your mind geared for it right now. He our Praise the name of the Lord. Sister, we are excited to be here in the presence of God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I would like to tell you today that there is absolutely nothing like the presence of God, there is nothing like His presence. You can have the nicest program that you want, but if His presence is not there, then we might as well just shut the lights out and go to the house. I am all about the presence of God because the Bible tells us that in His presence there's fullness of joy. Well, hallelujah. In His presence there's fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. My brothers and sisters, I would have you to know that God does not intend for you just to have this presence while you're in this building. It is not his will. In fact, I want you to know that I have made up my mind and have adopted the mentality that Every time I feel the presence of God, I make a big deal of it. I make a big deal of the fact that I'm able to feel his presence. When you feel his presence, you ought to make a big deal of it. And we have felt his presence in this building this morning. And I think we ought to make a big deal out of it because there are many people in this city that have not felt his presence but would love to feel what you're feeling right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why when I come into his presence, I'm not looking on my Facebook. When I come into his presence, I'm not trying to up. Update my my uh, social media while I'm in the presence of God. I'm not trying to worry about where am I going to eat after church because His presence is so powerful that I could go. He didn't even have to let me feel His presence today, but He's so awesome that He would let us feel His presence and to know His presence and to recognize it. God is not interested uh, in just us having this presence when we come into this building. Coming into this building and feeling his presence is just the bare minimum of what he wants to do. Well, praise the Lord. I would like to help you out here today by telling you, God is not interested in us just having good church. Good church is not going to get it done. I would like for this church to know here today, God did not put you out on this corner just for you to occupy a little piece of territory. Well, hallelujah. I'm going to say it again. God did not put you where you are just for you to occupy this little piece of territory. God absolutely has intended for this church to take this territory for his kingdom. Somebody ought to get on your feet and praise the Lord about that right there. I'm gonna tell this church right now God did not give you the Holy Ghost just for you to have good church. God gave you the Holy Ghost to, to take this territory and to demonstrate the kingdom. God is not interested in you just having good church. Praise the Lord. God is not interested in us just coming in here and getting the Holy Ghost just so we can sit on a pew and just sit here and occupy until, well, the rapture shows up. It's not the will of God. It's never in the will of God for us to sit here and do nothing with what we have. The, the Jesus model in the book of Acts, chapter 1, the Jesus model was in this order. It was to do and to teach. So it was to demonstrate, and it would open the dock door for them to receive your doctrine. Hallelujah. Because when Jesus demonstrated, they were willing to hear whatever he had to say. And let's just get get it out there in the open. I mean, if you t- if you saw a man take 5 loaves and 2 fish and feed 20,000, you'd want to hear what he had to say too. Well, praise the Lord. I'm going to try it again. If you saw somebody take five loaves and two fish and they fed 20,000 people with that, you'd want to hear what they got to say too. Well, people are not interested in hearing what you got to say if you cannot demonstrate or prove what you've said. And God told me back in January... Uh, Is this okay? I hope I'm not boring you because we're going somewhere in the Holy Ghost. The Lord spoke to me in January and He said, I'm not waiting around. I said, Okay. He said, My people have got to understand that I am not waiting till after the pandemic is over to do what I'm going to do. In fact, we've got to get out of this mentality that, say, that keeps saying God's going to do, God's going to do, God's going to do. Uh, we've got to get out of that mentality right now. Because if you keep looking to what God's going to do, then you will miss out on what God is currently doing. And I want you to know right now, God's not just going to do, He's doing it right this minute. I'm going to say that one more time. God is doing it right now. Everything that you've been believing for, God's working on it right this minute. Somebody ought to praise the name of the Lord in this house. I said God's doing it right this minute. Not that he's going to do. He is doing it right now. This church is victorious right now. This church has breakthrough right now. This. I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to praise the name of the Lord in this house. God's moving on your backslidden loved ones right now. Not he is going to bring them in. That he is working on them right now. He's doing it right now. Somebody shout, he's doing it right now. He's doing it right this minute. I was in a church a few weeks ago, and I was in a church a few weeks ago, and I told them on a Sunday morning, I said, God's working on the backsliders right now in this city. Right this minute, God is sending angels to them, and he is loosening them from their bondage and they are being loosed into the kingdom right this minute, and I know some people didn't believe it because they was, uh, you know, they so they kept looking at what they currently were bound by. But as God would have it, uh, that very night there was uh, there was there was some backsliders that came into that service. Two of them, two of them had been away from the kingdom for 25 years, walked into that service, and God baptized them with his spirit and filled them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and restored them in that service. I'm going to give this church a news flash right now. This church needs to be prepared to receive the exiled kings. Well, hallelujah. Because whether you know it or not, you are kings and priests unto God. You are a king and priest unto God. And because you are a king and priest, it is the absolute will of God for this church to exercise dominion in this city. That's exactly right. It's the will of God for this church to exercise dominion. The Bible said in Genesis 1, the Bible says... And God blessed them. And when he blessed them, the Bible says that he commanded them to do five things. It was not suggestions. They were absolute commands. And God commands this out of this church. Five things that are supposed to happen because his Blessing is upon you. Number one, you are to be fruitful. You are to produce sons and daughters. Well, praise the Lord. Second, you are to multiply. That means your sons and daughters are supposed to be having sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. Number three, you are to replenish. And that's a strange word because nobody really says that word. But that word replenish means to bring something back to its former fullness. That means when you partner with God, that means God brings people into your life that are bound by all kinds of stuff that, have, that has sin, has ravaged them. And God said, when you partner with me, I partner with you to take and to bring those people back to what they were before the drugs got a hold of them. I partner with you to bring them back to what they were before all the hell and chaos got a hold of them. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, God wants to partner with you to bring them back to what they were before sin got a hold of their world. And I don't know about you, but that's what I want from God. I want to work with God and to partner with God partner with God to replenish the earth. And second and fourth is to subdue and number five, that means casting out devils. That means lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Mark chapter 16 said that you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You shall cast out devils in my name. You shall take up serpents, which literally means not like a snake. We ain't, we ain't picking up no snakes. If it meant that, Bishop Strange, I'd be out. But it literally means to unseat principalities. Are you getting it get, God is not interested. Is it okay if I come down here? I like to come down here. <clears throat> they... You don't go to the refrigerator on the first time, but I'll come down here. Praise the Lord. Is any of this making sense yet? We are not here just to have good church. In May of 2020, you know, in the great pandemic, the Lord took from me all the desire to sermonize. The Lord. He took from me all the desire to sermonize. And I mean instantly, Bishop Strange, it left me. I had no more desire to sermonize. I have no I have no more desire to put together the the Greek and Hebrew and all that. I, I don't have a desire to do that. Because, well, first of all, sermonization ain't gonna get people delivered. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. That, that went over like a donut at a Weight Watchers convention. Let's try that again. Sermonization ain't gonna get nobody delivered. Having all the having all the, the the I's dotted and the T's crossed ain't gonna get nobody delivered. And he didn't say your pastor was a king and priest. He said you are a king and priest. Praise the Lord. He didn't say that only the ministry are kings and priests. He said you are a king and priest. Well, my dear sister, a king has dominion. And that king's dominion is tied to being in the right place. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And because you're in the, now, if I went, now, here, you got to understand, my jurisdiction in, see, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. That's not heaven. Well, hallelujah. That's not heaven. He did not go to prepare heaven for you. He went to prepare a place for you. To occupy in the spirit. this church occupies a place in the spirit. This church don't even realize how powerful it is. This church don't even have an understanding of who you really are. You want me to prove it to you? I'm going to tell you this church has absolute authority in this city to shut down any drug house in this region. I'm going to try that again. This church has absolute, there is stuff going on in this city and in this county that the police cannot even get control of it. But God has an agent in this city called the Apostolic Church, and he's looking for this church to stand in your place as a king. I'm going to tell some of you right now, some of you that's been battling depression for years, you let that thing go on too long. have let that thing go on too long. You have let that thing torment you day and night. Some of you in this building can't even sleep at night because anxiety just takes over your mind. You're up worrying all hours of the night. But I come to tell you in the name of Jesus, you are a king. And it's time for you to stand up in that house and tell that thing it's time to get up out of here. I wish somebody would get on your feet right now and give God some praise in this house. We're going somewhere. we're we're plowing through some stuff in the Holy Ghost right now. See, see, I, I'm gonna tell you what I know, not what I think, but what I know. See, see the enemy, young man, the enemy, he is a trespasser. He's a trespasser. So here's what he does. This is how the enemy works. You ever come out of a good service and you just, my God, you feel the anointing of God on you and you leave that service and you start driving down the road and all of a sudden you start feeling this depression come upon you. See, Bishop Strange, what we have forgotten Is that the Holy Ghost is a discerner? We have forgotten that the Holy Ghost is a discerner. So when you drive down the road and you feel that depression get in the car with you, that is not for you to open your mouth and say something dumb like I'm depressed. praise the Lord. I'm going to say it one more time. That's not meant for you to open your mouth. Well, I must be depressed because I feel depressed. No, you're not depressed. And the enemy is hoping you'll own something that you really don't have. if I can project some dumb feeling on you, then get you to own it. He says, I wonder what else I could get you to own. Well, hallelujah. Y'all looking at me like I done lost my mind. But I'm going to tell you right now what I know, not what I think. The Holy Ghost is a discerner. So when you're driving down the road and depression, it feels like, gets in the car with you, that is not intended for you to own. God is allowing you to pick up on what's going on in that region so you as a king and priest can take authority over that and bind that and so that you can have dominion in this city. Oh, my God, somebody ought to bring you praise the Lord one more time. But our problem is we get to feeling all this stuff. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? We get to feeling all this stuff, and then we get to owning it. And the enemy says, I don't have to do nothing else. I got them to own something, a feeling I projected upon them. You are a king and priest to God. When you drive up and down the streets of this city, you are supposed to have absolute dominion here. When you walk up and down the streets of this city, every principality in this region is supposed to know you're here. See, I'm going to tell you all a little secret. The enemy knows, young man, that he's not going to get you with drugs. He knows for a fact I'm not going to be able to tempt this brother here with some Jim Beam whiskey. I'm not going to be able to get that brother right there with a hit of crack. He knows that. He knows I'm not going to be able to get that brother right there with some immoral act. About 90% of us in here, he knows I'm not going to get them with pornography or or an affair. Or drinking some vodka or taking a little reefer, he knows for a fact I'm not going to get 90% of us in this building with that. But I'll tell you what he wants to do, though. What he would like to do, my brother, and what he gets us with, he says, I know I can't get him with all that. But I'll tell you what, if I can get him with inadequacy, i tell you what I'll do, I'll get him to doubt, I'll get them to doubt who they are. I'll get them with insecurity and inadequacy and get them to saying something dumb like I'm not good enough. get them to do getting them to wrestle cuz that's what many of you in this building are wrestling with right now you are battling and you are battling this spirit of inadequacy and insecurity and it's it is wrecking you from being who god says you are cuz i'm sitting there saying man i wish i was good enough man i wish i had see ma'am i'm going to tell you a little secret are you ready for this are you ready Talking down about yourself is not humility. Well, praise the Lord. Well, wait a minute. I thought we were supposed to talk down about ourselves. Ain't that humility? Absolutely not. That is not humility. Saying we are worthless is not humility. Saying we can't do it is not humility. Well, isn't saying the opposite pride? No, it is not. Mm. Hallelujah. Now, sir, I would be real nervous right now if I hadn't heard from God. But God sent me to this church because this church is absolutely pivotal and it is vital to what God is doing in this region. And God is not interested in this church just talking about it. Mm -hmm. And there are some of you that are carrying stuff right now in this building you have no business carrying. You're carrying stuff right now. And the enemy will pile insecurity on you and inadequacy on you. Say, you know you can't do X, Y, Z. You know you can't do that. And then what he'll do, my brother, I'll tell you what he'll do. He'll start getting you to accuse yourself. He'll get you to start accusing yourself over stuff you had no control over. Such as so-and-so backsliding. Such as so-and-so not staying faithful to God. And he'll afflict people and start saying, well, if you would have done a better job, then they wouldn't have done what they did. Wrong. Wrong. And I'm going to tell you right now in the Holy Ghost, God did not look at this church and call it inadequate. I'm trying to tell you is there's a shift happening in the thinking of, of, or he wants there to be a shift in our thinking about how we operate in the kingdom. hmm That when we walk out on the streets, because see, my brother, I, I'm not much of a farmer. Y'all can probably tell that. Look at me and tell that I'm not much of that. But I did plant a few tomatoes in my lifetime. Just a few. <clears throat> Hallelujah. When I was a kid, my I, I was convinced my parents hated me because they made me plant a garden. Praise the Lord. All the kids should have said amen right there. Well, well, wait a minute. I was convinced they hated me because they wanted me to plant a garden. Now, y'all can't tell it. I'm, I've always been a big... A big man my whole life. I used to weigh 600 pounds. Praise the Lord. That's not a joke. I used to weigh 600 pounds. I've lost, oh, about 450 pounds. Praise God. Now, don't worry. I'm not going on Jenny Craig or Oprah Winfrey or anything like that. Hallelujah. They do not want me on there, but I. It's the truth anyway, 450 pounds. And somebody said, well, how'd you do that? I said, well, one little Debbie at a time. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I actually threatened to sue little Debbie for false advertisement. actually threatened to sue them for false advertisement because I thought if I ate a bunch of those oatmeal cream pies, well, little was in there. Well, I did not get that. That didn't work out so well. Somebody said, well, how did you, how did you lose all that? I said, well, I'll tell you what I did. I got my will engaged. <clears throat> now, I'm going to tell you all something right now. There ain't no accidental moves of God. Well, hallelujah. And there ain't no, young man, there is no accidental deliverances. The Lord told me one time, he said, Bobby, if I can't violate your will, what makes you think the devil can? If I can't violate your will, what makes you think the devil can? Well, praise the Lord. If the enemy can't can't make you do it, if God can't make you do it, then the devil sure can't make you do it. You know what had to happen? I'm going to tell you all now. I'm not going to be here all day, but I'm going to tell you something, my brother. Check this out. Did you know that when I went over there to get a Twinkie? It's going to blow your mind now. This is real revelation. When I went to go get a Twinkie, And I'd grab one for the road. When I would do that, did you know, shockingly and amazingly, not one single time did God send an angel down there and say, Thou shalt not have a Twinkie today. Well, praise the Lord. Y'all are laughing, but I'm telling you right now, we actually think God's going to do everything for us. And God's not going to do everything for us. At some point, we got to get up and do something for ourselves. And I'm going to tell you right now, there is not going to be one accidental victory in this church. Did you hear what I just said? There ain't one accidental victory in this church. Every victory this church is going to have is going to be intentional. I wish somebody give God some praise in this house right now. You're not going to have an accidental victory. Every victory in this building is going to be intentional. Just like there's not going to be no accidental praisers in this church. If you make up, if you're going to praise the Lord, you've got to make up your mind. I am going to praise the Lord. I feel a little breakthrough happening right now. I said, we are not going to accidentally have no breakthrough in this church. We are not accidentally going to have any harvest in this church. I'm going to tell some of you in the Holy Ghost, some of you got to get up right now and make up your mind in this building that I'm not going to be plagued another day. I'm telling some of you right now in your family, you've got to stand up in your family right this minute and make up your mind. We're not going to have an accidental move of God in this house. Somebody praise the Lord in this house one more time. Are we okay? Ooh, ma'am, there ain't going to be no more accidental moves of God for your house. No more accidental moves of God. I'm going to tell you what you got to do. you got to take authority over that thing right now that's tormenting you. And you got to say in the name of Jesus, you're not tormenting my mind and my family another day going to tell you this church has all the power it needs. This church has all the authority that it needs but God sent me here to tell this church it's time to stop polishing something that was meant to be carried. I'm going to tell you the miracles in this church are not museum pieces. They are meant to be carried. The glory of God is meant to be carried in this city. This church is a worshiping church, but God sent me to tell this church I want to turn this church into a military power. I want to turn this church into a militant power. Woo, you feel that? There's a breakthrough coming in here right now. My God. My God. Their God is wanting to release militant power in this church. But my dear sister, that only happens through praise. Did you feel the atmosphere change in here just a second ago? that is militant power that is militant power and that is only happens through praise that does not happen through worship that happens through praise and god wants to take this church and take it on the offensive Praise the Lord. I'm going to try that one more time. God wants this church to be on the offensive. On the offensive. See, I'm going to tell you all right now, the cloud watchers died in the wilderness. The cloud watchers died in the wilderness. All those that sat around waiting on God died in the wilderness. But when they crossed over, when they crossed over, y'all, I want you to know something. God said, the cloud is gone. The cloud watchers died in the wilderness. Now, I'm not wanting you to polish my glory. I want you to carry my glory. And there is no more waiting on God, my brother. God said, you're not waiting on me because I'm ready to go right now. And what God is raising up in this church is he's raising up people to operate in militant power. He's raising this church up to operate in militant power. Because that's where the miracles are released. Miracles are released through praise. You cannot get a miracle if you don't praise God. You can cry. You can boo-hoo. You can complain. But you'll never get a miracle. But if you make up your mind, I'm going to praise the Lord at See, there's people in this room that needs a miracle right now, and you still ain't. You've done all the worshiping you can do, but I didn't say worship God. I would say you've got to praise God, and you've got to praise him. We're breaking something up in the Holy Ghost right now. I said you've got to praise God, and you're not going to get a miracle on your terms. I'm not gonna get a miracle on my terms. I've got to praise the Lord. And I've got to praise the Lord for the miracle like it's already happened. So if I needed a miracle, I would praise God right now like the miracle's already done. No, is that how you're gonna act when you get the miracle? No, I said, is that how you're gonna act when you get the miracle? I'm feeling some liberty coming here right now. I said, is that how you're going to act when you get the miracle? Is that how you're going to respond when you get the miracle? Is that how you're going to respond when your kids come back to God? Is that how you're going to respond when your family gets that breakthrough? Is that how you're going to respond? No, I said, Is that how you're going to respond? Remember, I said, You got to praise the Lord for it like you already have it. You got to praise the Lord for it like you already have it. We can't praise the Lord for it, we can't praise the Lord after it. We got to praise the Lord for it now. I loose you in the Holy Ghost to be a militant church. See, my brother Joshua knew nothing about this watching and waiting stuff, they didn't want nothing to do with that cloud watching. I'm sorry. But there is a a breakthrough happening in this service right now. I said Joshua and Caleb were not on the cloud watching list. They didn't want nothing to do with that cloud watching. They were ready to take the territory. I just don't know if it's time. I just don't know if we need to do that. I just don't know if we need. Don't get too far out now. Don't go too far. Please don't get too radical. Please don't get too excited. Don't get the music too loud. Oh, fooey with all of that. We've got to have a move of God in this church, and we cannot afford to be sitting around waiting. I come to confront that spirit that says, let's just wait a little longer. Let's just wait a little longer. I come to tell you in the Holy Ghost, God said to tell this church that if you'll get up and move, I'll show you miracles you've never seen. I take authority right now in the name of Jesus Christ over every inadequacy in this building. I take authority over every insecurity in this building right now. I take authority over every inadequacy that's been attacking the ministry of this church. I take authority over every inse- insecurity. If you want that right now, if you've been battling at, on any level, I want you to lift your hands right now. I know you have. I know you have. I know you have. I know you have, sir. But, but I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you in the Holy Ghost. Today is the last day. Today is the last day. And I take authority over it right now in the name of Jesus. And I bind it off of you. And I loose the liberty of the Holy Ghost. And an absolute knowledge that you are a king and priest unto God. Ooh. See, I'm going to tell you all something right now. They sing real good in this church. They got great music and all of that, but they wrestle with inadequacy every week. They wrestle with this insecurity every week, and it ain't you. Well, praise the Lord. It didn't come from you. The spirits of this region want to hamstring them so that when they get up there to sing, they don't have no authority. The enemy knows they have authority, but he wants to keep them in doubt about the authority they have. So when I get up to preach... And I know I have a word from God. I know I've got something from God. But the enemy says, I got to sabotage it before he gets up there. So I project upon him a feeling of inadequacy. Or I got to let a phone call come in that says, so and so ain't going to be there. Here comes the torpedo. There's this thing, you know, there's this thing in Ephesians chapter 6. Remember this? The Bible says, take the whole armor of God. Remember that? There's this wonderful thing called the shield of faith. There's this wonderful thing called the shield of faith. And the shield of faith is there to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy, which is thoughts and emotions. So when that thing comes to you and starts telling you you're no good, you're inadequate, you can't hear from God, you don't know how to hear from God, you're not going to be hearing from God no more. He, 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 the Bible said take the shield of faith. Above all, take the shield of faith that you can tell them that you can quench them fiery darts. And I'm going to tell this church right now, you might as well get used to it because there's some radical people getting ready to be raised up in this church. There's some radical people and they're standing right up here. God, I feel something moving on me right now, brother Seth. I'm going to tell you something right now, brother Seth. You're one of those radical ones. But you've got to take your brain and lay it out on the table and get the mind of Christ and partner with God. Because when you partner with God, you will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. When you partner with God, you shall cast out devils. I feel your mind shifting yet. Ooh. Lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. I feel a witness of the Holy Ghost in here. <laughs> Kayada no basando cashata. Hikatayana katoya lama sando Hoshea Lamakata. Hikataya da no sato yala bakosho kotoya masata. Yeah yalaya lobo mashata makata. My God. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Something's transitioning here. Something's transitioning here right now. Something's transitioning here right now. This church is making the transition right now from being being keepers to carriers right now. This church is making the transition right now from just polishing something to carrying it. It's going to change today, ma'am. It's going to change today. All that stuff you've been tormented with. It's going to loose you today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Do you believe that? Okay. By the authority of the word of God and by the power that is in the name of Jesus, I loose you from every (laughs) insecurity. I loose you from every lie of the devil. That constantly causes you to look back upon your past and measure who you're going to be in the kingdom based on your yesterdays. The measuring stick of this church's future is not your yesterday. I'm going to try that one more time. The measuring stick, because see, some of you keep taking what God says about you, and you measure it up against your past experiences. Positioning this church right now to have a hundred people a week get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Okay, I'm sorry. I okay, I said, God's positioning this church right now, but it can't happen if you don't have a paradigm shift. And the paradigm, see, see, this building right here, this sanctuary probably set about 500 is that right? About 500, 400, okay, 400. This church can set 2,000 right now. I'm going to try that again. This building, this sanctuary can set 2,000 right now. You know what our problem is? Not our problem. You know what the problem of the of, of, has been in the apostolic church? We look at church as Sunday only. We can't be, we can't be. What? We can't get 2,000 people in this sanctuary. Sure you can. You can have 400 on Sunday, 400 on Monday, 400 on Tuesday, 400 on Wednesday, 400 on Thursday. But I'm going to tell you how that's going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to get the signs and miracles out of the building. can't keep measuring what God's doing based on our yesterdays. My brother, it is not the will of God for us to be keepers anymore. God said in his word, when you see the ark of the Lord your God moving and the priests bearing it. When you see that, you are to remove from your place and go after it. Go after it. Go after it. Now, I'm just about done. I'm sorry for taking so much time. But there is a liberty of the Holy Ghost being loosed in this building right now. there, There is a mind shift happening right now. And I would have normally been nervous had I not heard from God, but I knew I heard from God. I'd have been real nervous. I would used to. I'd have been, well, I'd been like thinking, oh, God, Bobby, something's wrong with you. But no, well, there is something wrong with me, but don't, don't worry. I mean, don't worry. The Lord's working on me. But I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't nothing wrong with my faith. And there ain't nothing wrong with my ability to hear from God. Praise the Lord. See, I, I, I'm just going to tell you a little secret. This, this, I, I did a little research. Did you know that there's a 300-year gap, 300-year gap between Joshua and David? 300-year gap? Did you know that according according to Hebrew studies, that they the priest only carried that ark three times in 300 years? Which means they only had a move of God once every 100 years. So we pick up the Bible, Bishop Strange, we pick up the Bible in 2 Samuel 6, when David's trying to bring the ark back in the camp, and Yuza stretches out his hand to touch the ark. We all want to blast Yuza because he's disrespectful. First of all, I'm going to tell you all right now, Yuza didn't cuss around the ark. Well, Hallelujah user didn't say, didn't say vulgar stuff around the ark. I know people preached it before because they they wanted to have something to be down on user about. Yuza read comic books around the ark. They didn't even have comic books. What? Yuza watched a movie around the ark. No, he didn't. Have, no, he didn't watch a movie. They didn't have movies. User, User did all this stuff. He didn't do any of that. That ark was in his house. And we want to bash user. Ladies and gentlemen, don't we can't bash user. Yuza wasn't taught how to carry that ark. He was taught how to keep it, not carry it. You see these young people up here? You can't bash them if they make a mistake. You can't castigate them if they make a mistake or a blunder. When, When... When we have when when folks have taught us how to keep and not carry. God saying in this hour, I'm not into keepers, I'm into carriers. Praise the Lord. Did you hear what I just said? He's not into keepers. He's into carriers. And I'll tell you how much he is into it. The Bible said when God told Moses, when you get ready to, when you build this ark, when you build this ark of the covenant, he said there's supposed to be six rings on the side of that ark. And there's supposed to be poles that run through those rings. And this is what your Bible says. And they are to never be removed. You walk out of this building, you are supposed to be the embodiment of his presence. You're supposed to be a walking miracle. A walking operator. A walking demonstrator. Hmm. Well, nobody in Maslin wants to hear the truth. That's not true. Nobody in Maslin wants it. That's not true. What they don't want is more professing and not operating. That's just not in my personality. You're not in the yoke with God. Well, praise the Lord. I hit a stump. Let me try that again. That's not in my personality. No. See, when you get in the yoke with God, you lay your agenda down. When you get in the yoke with God, you lay your personality down. Well, I'm just not I'm just not real lively. Okay, let's try that again. Am I okay on time? I'm sorry, I'm okay. I've been up here a while. I know I have. But we're in a vein of something right now. Well, my, I'm just not real demonstrative. Really? I'm just not emotional. Really? Let somebody slap one of your kids, and we'll see how emotional you are. I just like to. Pr- I I just like to pr- worship Jesus. Worship is great because that's where intimacy happens. That's where God takes his laws and writes them on your heart. That's where God takes, here's a word we don't use very much. That's where God gives you convictions. That's where, that's where, worship, that's what happens in worship. But when you praise I just don't feel like praising God. Who said anything about God caring about how you felt? Well, praise the Lord. I'm tired. Now I look out here today and I see some some seasoned people in here. I didn't say old. I said seasoned, and they can't move like they used to move. They can't run around like they used to run. But we got some not-so-seasoned people in here that can help create an atmosphere. And you ain't got to preach a 45-minute sermon to get it done. And you ain't got to preach an hour and a half to get it done. But if you'll respond at the front end, well, that's just not my personality. I got news for you. It wasn't Paul and Silas's personality either. Okay, I want all the not-so-seasoned to get on your feet and praise the Lord in this house. hata. la, Come, Come on, somebody! Come on, somebody! Come on, somebody! Come on, somebody! It's time to give God some praise in this house. Woo! This is not a rebuke. This ain't castigating anybody. It's just that our mo- our mode of operations got to change. Our mode of operations got to change. We can't have no more cookie cutter moves of God. We can't have no more. We can't have no more predictable services. We can't have any more services where we can predict what's going to happen next. Woo! I want to thank all the seasoned people in here for for helping us and for believing in us. But we got to take what you've given us and we got to carry it. We got to carry it. A bona fide prophet of God in this building. You've got a bona fide prophet of God in Bishop Strange in this building. But Bishop Strange did not preach all these years in this building for you to keep something. man of God pastoring this church ain't preaching to you and beating his brains out to get a word from God for you to keep it. This is not about bigger buildings. This is not about fancier buildings. This is not about nicer music. We got all that. God's not impressed. God's not impressed with this carpet. Power invested in you. Were you just to be a keeper? Come on, let the Holy Ghost flow through you right now. Let the Holy Ghost flow through you right now. You are prophetic people. Oh, yeah, my yo, basendo, rapa, yeah, all on a whole. strange the Lord said to me in January and I'm done the Lord said to me in January he said I'm placing an anointing of confrontation upon my ministry he said because I'm confronting a half a century of mediocrity right now among my people he said, I'm confronting a half a century of mediocrity among my people right now. People that are just happy to be the way they are. And they don't want to go no further. They're okay just to talk in tongues two or three times a week when they come to the house of God. But sir, the Lord said to me, he said, I'm putting an anointing of confrontation on my ministry. And he said, they won't even realize they're doing it. And he said, it's not even in their personality to do it. He said, but if my people, when I confront them, if they will repent, I will unleash signs and miracles and harvest upon their churches like they have never seen or have ever heard. He said, but if they do not repent, I will, I will not, they will not go to hell, but I will give their harvest to another. This has bumped me a couple times in this service, but I'm going to tell some of you that are hanging out with the wrong voices, you better distance yourself from them right now as fast as you can. Some of you in this building right now, you're in trouble because you're hanging out and listening to the wrong voices. And this man of God has told you to get away from certain individuals and you won't do it. Some of your world is in torment. Some of your world is in torment right now because you won't get away from people that are not going to go any further. This man of God looks at you and says, you need to get away from that individual. They're going to cause you problems. You won't listen. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, you better get away from him. That is a warning from the Holy Ghost for somebody in this building. You better not be playing around with that. Ma'am, when God speaks to us about a territory, He gives us six to eight months to prepare for what He will do there. And if not, the door will close. You want me to prove it to you? In 1991, the Iron Curtain fell in Russia. Overnight, overnight, churches, charismatic churches, went from zero to a thousand overnight. The Apostolic Church didn't show up till nineteen ninety-three. We missed a harvest. But I have been sent here by God to stir up the mind of this people that it may be out of your character it might be out of your personality flow it might be out of out of the norm for you but god sent that angel into my room last night and ma'am it was a militant angel One of military might. And he has been loosed into this church to come alongside and partner with this church to help take this territory. He's been sent. To partner with this church. My God. Ma'am, all insecurity and inadequacy gone from you today. It's gone. When that thing comes to you and starts lying to you and tell you you can't do it, you're inadequate and you're worthless and no good. You know why that happens? It's because you don't have a revelation of who you are. You're a king and priest unto God. And you don't have to lay down to that. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I loose you of that right now. I loose you of that right now. May God, go ahead and worship the Lord, ma'am. Receive the love of God. I gotta go, y'all. I'm so, I, I'm not I, I'm not in a hurry. I don't want to wear on your patience. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I I didn't. I'm not meant to go so long, sir. The Lord let me know that the reason why this happens, the reason why this happens, this inadequacy and insecurity. And we don't operate as kings and priests. The reason why is because we don't love ourselves. We don't love ourselves. What? You're not supposed to love yourself. You're supposed to talk down about yourself. You're supposed to think low of yourself. Where's that in the Bible? My Bible says that I'm to love my neighbor as I love myself. And I project on others how I feel about myself. So I demand perfection out of somebody because that's what I demand out of myself. And so I project... Because I don't love myself, I project that same thing upon you. Because my Bible commands me to love you the way I love myself. And my love has limits. Did you just hear that? My love has limits. My love is not kind. My love is easily puffed up. My love seeketh its own. My love wants its own way. Because my brother, you know what I had to do before I came into this service today? I had to ask God to give me his love for you. Because if not, I would, have, I would have came in here in timidity. Because his love don't have limits. And, And some of us have got to learn to let God love us with his love. And love ourselves with his love. And when you do that, you will receive a revelation that I Am his. And I don't have to walk in insecurity. I can walk as a king and priest unto God. Because that's what you are. My God. One more time. Everybody in this building, lift your hands. I'm getting ready to turn it to your pastor. My God. I just want you to step out in your aisle there next to you. you. You don't have to even come up here, but step out in your aisle as a, as a step of faith. Just step out in the aisle. It's okay. It's okay. If you want to come up here, you can, but if you don't want to, you don't have to. But we're going to speak the word of faith here. you're doing that, I want you just to start saying it out of your mouth. Start saying out of your mouth, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. My brother, Wade, is that arrogance? No. Was the Apostle Paul arrogant when he said, I can, I can do all Things? Is that arrogance? No. Now, the Lord gave us a witness here today. The Lord has given us a witness. And I still feel the residue of it right now. God has given us a witness in this building. That when we began to praise the Lord, it loosed militant angels. And they're still in this building right now. I feel that military power in this building. And I feel miracles here. I feel the miracles of God in this building. I feel the miracles of God in this building. I feel miracle power in this building. And if, if I needed a miracle, I'd lift my hands right now. Now, and we're going to speak the word of faith and we're going to praise the Lord. And what's going to happen when you begin to praise the Lord, the victory of the Lord is going to come near to you. And that victory is not for you just to shout. It's an indicator you're going to get the miracle. And you're going to possess the miracle. And how do you possess the miracle? You possess the miracle through praise. And then you're going to practice the miracle. That means you're going to move around and move your body parts around and, and God's going to heal you. This is awesome. Now lift your hands to the Lord. By the authority of the word of God. And by the power that is in the name Jesus. I take authority right now over every sickness and disease in this building. I take authority over it right now in the name of Jesus. I bind it in the name of Jesus. And I cast it out of the bodies right now in the name of Jesus. And I loose the working of miracles into this building right now. And I command you right now to be made whole in this house. I command you to be whole right now. Now open your mouth and begin to praise the Lord. Begin to possess the miracle. Woo! That's it. Begin to possess the miracle. I'm taking the miracle home with me today. That's it. Go ahead, praise the Lord. Go ahead, praise the Lord. Lord, as you have directed me in this service. And you have told me that there was going to be a shift in this church by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name Jesus. I say it has begun right this minute. I say it has started right now. And I loose every individual in this building. I bind inadequacy and insecurity. And I loose the absolute confidence in partnering with God. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. Receive it in your spirit. How many feels pain leaving your body right now? You feel some pain leaving your body. Anybody feel pain leaving your body? Go ahead and practice the miracle a little bit. Praise the Lord. We've already got people lifting your hands. Pain is leaving their bodies. Mm. But more importantly, or as importantly, how many feel something shifting in your mind right now? You feel something shifting in your mind. Because that's what the Holy Ghost said was going to happen. That there was going to be a shift in the thinking of this church. Sir, it's time to go all in or die. Go whole hog or die. Are you hearing me, son? It's time to go all in now. It's time to stop trying to figure out how God's going to do it. And it's time to start trusting God now, son. It's time to try to go all in now. I don't know nothing about your life, but God is trying to pull you into some stuff. It's time to go all in now. It's time to go all in now. Young people, I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, it's time to go all in. It's time to go all in. It's time to go all in. I'm telling every person in this building, 50 and under, it's time to go all in right now. I'm telling everybody in this building, 50 and under, it's time to go all in right now. It's time to go all in right now. It's time to stop waiting on the comfort zone. It's time to stop waiting on what somebody else is going to do. And it's time to go all in right now. Right now. Time to go all in right now, right this minute. When they get up to sing, you're not going to have to ask me to praise the Lord. When they get up to sing, you're not going to have to wait on the right song. This church doesn't have a worshiping problem. This church does not have a struggle with intimacy. It does not struggle with that. This church can move into worship at any moment. Now God's saying it's time for us to shift. To partner with the angelic through praise. If you have all worship and no praise, then what happens, my brother, is you can fall into the trap of being judgmental. I command your faith to be healed right now. I command your faith to be healed right now. I command your faith to be healed right now. There are many of you in this building that are suffering with wounded faith. I curse that in the name of Jesus. And I command your faith to be healed right now. Ha ya ya da da ya da la ya sotto macata. Ooh, ha ya da. I command healing to every wounded faith in this building. I command faith. I command healing to every wounded faith. Every person that's had their faith wounded, I command it to be healed right now and restored. One more time, let's exalt the name of the Lord and worship him one more time because he's done a powerful work in this building. He has done a powerful work in this building. This church shall never be the same after today. This church shall never be the same after today. I said this church shall never be the same after today. I shall no longer see myself the way I've always seen myself after today. In Jesus' name.